goes in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to Gavin in the Woods. My name's John Brooks, and joining me as always is my co-host and happy birthday, Elizabeth Woo-hoo! Allen. It's my birthday, bitches! 17 at last. <laughs> I knew! <laughs> Finally, you get to drink in Broken Hill. <laughs> oh my god, Brooke, are you kidding? I grew up in a mining town, we started drinking at 7. <laughs> well, most people would have been a grandparent at 17, just like my hometown of Port yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my Lord. So, it's my birthday. Um, I had a little shindig the other night. Yes, you did. Um, the theme was gothic. And you. <laughs> I just thought a bit of fun, you know, a bit of uh, shits and giggles. But, as always, I will never learn. So, of course, the theme is gothic. Okay. So, this is the time for me to, like, go... Full out, you know, I have a new lever. Yeah. This is this is a perfect time for me to like, you know, come in my best Elvira outfit. Yeah. You know, titties up to the earballs, you know, those gothic eye wings, you know, Spider makeup. web lace. A plant. Just absolute gorgeous. No. Mm-hmm. But because I'm me, every time <laughs> I had to go for like scary ass, freaky, I'm gonna actually like Manson cult kill you, break into your house and eat you. Uh, so of course everyone else, everybody else rocked up like a sexy vixen, <laughs> except me, which truly looked like I had stepped out of Mad Max part four. <laughs> every 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 freaking time, I can I can never do it. I I never do it. Um, I always just get a little bit too excited. Describe said offense. Well, it, well, that's like oh my god. Okay, so another friend of mine is having a birthday in three weeks. She's announced the theme is going to be burlesque. Right. Okay. I'm sure everyone else is going to go there with push-up bras and corsets and lace and, again, winged eyelashes. Because it's me, I'm going to go with a corset and I'll probably end up going with syphilis and the pox. Like, I'll, I'll go with scabby sores so, on my face. So true Parisian burlesque. Yes. Yeah. I may actually catch tuberculosis just for this thing because I can't help but go authentic. I can't help it. I just, I go authentic always to my peril. Yeah. Well, a Ninja Turtle lives in the sewer and you can't change your spots. So, <laughs> or your shell. <laughs> to mix a metaphor. Every, every year. Like, oh my God, like, oh, we went to like a zombie walk and my friend went, obviously, as like slutty nurse yeah. with a bit of like red makeup. Um, I went as disemboweled zombie with like intestines that I made that had been sitting in a bucket for a week. So they were quite proud and putrid. <laughs> <laughs> through, a, through a walk of the main street of Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, yeah? How'd just, that go down? Just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I was very considerate. I actually bought, like, a plastic bag to put my wrap around my intestines at right. the end of the night. So, you know, transporting with vehicles. Yeah. I went to get into a cab, which some people were getting out of. Cab driver saw me literally, okay, <laughs> like, shut the 
Like just sped off, just sped <laughs> off, just like slammed it shut and sped off. Don't even, didn't even shut to close the door. It was just like, fuck off. Now that's not because he is easily spooked and superstitious. It's because he's an Adelaide taxi driver and he's seen some shit. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the good thing is, I walked home three o'clock in the morning, through drunk through the parklands, I, without a care, no without a care. Gonna... No one's, no one's mugging intestine girl. No, <laughs> she's got her intestines hanging out. She has been to shots. <laughs> she's had a good night via the wool shed. <laughs> Two iconic slums in Adelaide's oh, nightlife scene. Oh my lord, we've all drunk there. Don't pretend you haven't. I've drunk at the wool shed once. Mm. And it was horrendous. It really is. Yeah. There's a mechanical bull. There's, um, a, there's a mechanical bull. But it's it's dipshits cosplaying as if they're from the country. Oh, yeah. It's dipshits pretending to be cowboys. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Just no. It's, really, it's funny too because then like real country people go and drink there thinking, oh, well, let's go and drink at the wool shed. Yeah. And it's like seeing their own culture. Like, my culture is not your costume. <laughs> It's country blackface. <laughs> oh my god, yes, it really is. With all these like boots that have never seen like the outside of an Audi. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, to be fair, some of those people do own vast tracts of land. They've just never had to work it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've driven they've driven across it on their Range Rover. It's yeah. not the same as working it. <laughs> At one point, they had a pet lamb, lambsy. They bottle fed it. More lambsy. Cuddle by the fire, lambsy. <laughs> They've never had to mules a sheep. <laughs> and then they ate Lampsy. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't send it out for slaughter, just Army Hammer came round and he just <laughs> cut it open and they ate it live. That's what rich people do, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Well, if you look at what uh, David Cameron in the UK did, they just fucked a dead pig. <sighs> Men. Yeah, it's six and a half minutes in and I've mentioned fucking a dead pig. (laughs) Welcome to Gabin in the Woods. (laughs) That's a new record for us. We've gone six and a half minutes without without you allegedly someone sticking their dick into something they shouldn't. (laughs) We need to keep a tally. Oh, my God. Just it's, It's one of those things. Like, sure, you know, there's all these things of like, you know, you think, oh, why I want my children to go to like Oxford and Cambridge. And then you hear stories like that and you're like, do I really, though? Do yeah. I really, really, really? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, Adelaide is very well known for its its intellectual snobbery. Mm. It's a very stratified, stratified class structure here in Adelaide. It very much matters as to which school you went to. <laughs> and everyone I know who has yeah. been to an elite school is a piece of shit. <laughs> they are always just the worst drug hoovers in the world. They've got questionable, questionable <laughs> things hanging over their heads. And it cost them it cost their parents two hundred grand to get it. Yeah. I I know uh uh I know a girl who went to yeah, the most expensive all girls Catholic Ooh. uh school here in Adelaide. Yeah. And Basically, all she did was when she wasn't at expensive Catholic high school was like get on the dick because I think she was just she was just surrounded by so many ladies when she finally saw a man for the first time. She was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and she's never really got past that. So God, I wish she went to my school. <laughs> That's why you should mix ed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I remember we, got, we I went to a country Catholic school and I remember at one oh, point. Oh, Lord. I remember at one point one of the teachers sat down with us and had a um, 
a conversation with us about a rumour about a certain girl who was selling sexual favours. None, none of us had been peddling this rumour, by the way. And again, How old were you? Oh, we were in year 12, so 17, okay. 18. Yeah. And um, it was part of a broader thing where they sat down and talked to people about, there's a rumour about this going on and blah, 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 and it's not true and all this kind of stuff. We were just like, fuck, wish it was. <laughs> Sex wow. work is real work, and if she wants to be show some initiative, yeah, you know, like unemployment's at a high, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you know, my pocket money would never have covered it. Small business grant, you mm. know, lead the future. I'm looking forward to a time when you can go back to your school reunion and go, I run a very well managed and profitable brothel. How good would that be? Mm? That'd what? be the one LinkedIn app, uh, invitation I would accept. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, no, I mean, you know, if I hey, look, if you can make any business thrive in this economy, good, good Ooh, luck yes. to you. Socially distant brothels. How does that work? I know. So, like a cartoon, like one of those cartoon boxing gloves that just comes out on an extendable frame. It's going to be very direct with it. Or it's like a claw machine. Oh, that's true. well. Actually, oh my god, where I live because I live as I found out after I moved in. There's a lot of brothels in my oh, area. Yeah, yeah a lot of brothels in my area. And it's sort of right in between sort of truck stops and the rail yards and, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got a great deal on a, on a, on a house. Um, the In the street behind me, because I was just watching the news one day and it was like, oh, place busted for being a brothel. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's I walk past that when I go for yeah. like a like a walk around the block. Um so they they said somewhere in the un- undercover, piece of shit. Like there are yeah. people being raped and murdered out there. Yeah. You know, anyway. If as long as everyone in the brothel is consenting, yeah. Who cares? Um so anyway, they went in and they sent someone undercover. So obviously they could only uh charge that particular lady. Yeah. Um, and the person who made the appointment. So there were some other ladies there. So you know what they did them for? What? Breaching COVID restrictions. Oh man, really? Yeah. Ugh. Well, look, there's a point. In a pandemic, you do need to keep that separation going. Yeah. But if it was a legitimized industry, it would be considered essential work. <laughs> it was very considering it's what It's not essential work. If you can't if you can't go five days without putting your dick in something, okay, then you have you don't have a medical problem, you have a psychological problem. All I'm saying is after this lockdown, be very careful about buying a couch on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Especially if it's recently been shampooed. <laughs> oh. Actually, I could have sent you a picture. There was a chair that was put up. Uh, it was this like um, 60s sort of retro and I just sort of just saw the look of it and I yeah. went, oh, and I clicked on it. Oh, my God. I had to wash my computer. Like it is clear. Yeah. They did nothing but have sex and jerk off on this chair. <laughs> Just from the stains, the placement of the stains, the way the stains were shaped, it was all very obvious. And I'm like, as if you don't give that a run over with the handheld steam mop before you put it on Marketplace. Yeah, give it a wash. Like. I, I, if I was going to buy an Ikea fap with two Ps, <laughs> I either want it new or very clean. Yeah, like, oh my God, like, you know, like we all probably know it when we get secondhand furniture, but we like to, you know, it's like, you know, that's like with boyfriends. I choose to believe my boyfriend is a virgin. Okay, that's that's how it is. I don't want to see stains from like previous whores tainted all over him. 
it's a, a virgin. Few, a few years ago now, a good friend of mine, his wife had her, uh, his then wife had mm. her uh, bachelorette party yeah. in his man cave. Yes. He had, he had a brilliant man cave set up. <laughs> anyway, they'd had uh, strippers come over, uh-huh. male strippers, and it was no holds barred. Uh-huh. It, was, it was basically an orgy and it involved his man cave couch. <gasps> and the next day, he dragged it out. Didn't even clean it, just dragged it out and put it out on hard rough. It's just, there you go. Wow. Yeah. So the strippers the strippers had definitely had fun. And the, the couch now look more like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> hey, what happens uh, what happens on a bachelorette party stays on a bachelorette party. Yeah, and and, and on the couch. <laughs> and on the couch, which then ends up on hard rubbish. <laughs> yeah, see that that's the only problem with secondhand furniture. Exactly. But I, I also just love how cool he was about it. Just like, fair enough, this got back an alien. <sighs> drag, drag, drag. Oh, that's the kind of support you want. Your friends are dirty. Mm. Let's drag this out. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I like how this is supposed to be a horror podcast. <laughs> and it's really just sexual deviancy every week. <laughs> that's that's what you bring to the podcast and bless you for bringing it. Yeah, this is why I can't get work on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You fap on one couch. <laughs> I'll have to find the audition tape that I put together one day for um, Mix FM. Oh. I got contacted by Mix FM and they said, oh, we're trying to find a new morning host. Do you yeah, want to put yeah. together an audition reel? And I'm like, have you heard my comedy? They're like, no, but we've heard good things about you. You really need to hear it. They're like, cool, send through an audition. I had to go through like seven years of recorded shows and I think I got maybe four minutes that would have worked. And I was like, here you go. Never heard another <laughs> word. <laughs> Oh my lord! But you know what? See this. This is what they they this shits me. They assume people don't want to hear you calling people a cunt at five o'clock in the morning. That's the exact time you should be doing it. Exactly. If I'm ever calling anyone a cunt, it's because I'm awake at five a.m. Exactly. In that time of the morning, everyone's cunt. I called the dog a cunt last night. Uh, yeah. We've got him in a porticot and he barks. <laughs> it's humane. <laughs> it's not you know what he's barking for help that's what he is <laughs> it's like can you please call the rspca if i come round, he's dressed in like swaddle clothes or something i'm calling somebody yeah well, there's worse fates <laughs> isn't that what we're here to discuss today <laughs> well yes there is a slightly worse fate um as we are going to be talking this week about an area in Queensland called the Devil's Pool. Mm, you could have just stopped at Queensland and worse fate still would have applied. <laughs> and as we go to the Devil's Pools, an area where men are continuously lured to their death. Okay, that's a turn of events in Queensland, actually. Mm. Normally it's women on Tinder dates. Mm, no, no. It's, uh, it's the gentlemen. Equality. Yeah. So gentlemen are lured to their death in this week's episode of The Devil's Pool or The Devil, sure, but let's be friends just for summer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's all I've got for this one. <laughs> what about the devil went down to Gindermine or something like that? Oh, mm. nice, nice. Yeah. Love a good story about someone being lured to their death. Boy, you think kiss as good as they lure. Homer. 
<laughs> oh, he came for a visit and stayed forever. A memorial plaque sits near an enticingly beautiful pool of water in a lush Australian rainforest. But the plaque reads not for the man who just went missing, but for the many men who have died here. Long before this body would also be pulled from the cool waters of Babinda Boulders, or as they are known, the Devil's Pool. Ah. In 1983, a Queensland newspaper declared that officially, between 1959 and 1983, Babinda Court records listed 11 men had died. But state emergency services personnel, the ones often tasked with assisting police to search for souls and rescue bodies, including one veteran with over 30 years of service, say the death toll was now past 20 men. Jesus Christ. 37 years later, those figures suggest now over 30. Even after forbidding entry to selected parts of the Babinda boulders, the Devil's Pool continues to lure men to their deaths. It's a drowning pool. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, the only thing worse than that is the actual band Drowning Pool. Let the body Oh, lots of holes punched in drywall to that music in the early 2000s. <laughs> Mum doesn't understand me. <laughs> I want bleached tips. <laughs> Won't you let me put the bodies of my ex-girlfriends on the floor? <laughs> no one understands me. <laughs> of course, for the people who were slightly more in touch with their emotions, we always had the Backstreet Boys. Every time I breathe, I take you in. Drowning in your love. I think the only person who could ever do that is potentially Jason Momoa. Because I've always said that Aquaman, that wasn't water, that was just pussy juice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, my Lord. You know what? If he went to town on me, he would He would drown. He would drown in my love. My <laughs> sweet, salty love. Yeah, that'd be like, that'd be like the book Misery. <laughs> Except he's just way more cats. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Oh, oh, sorry. You shouldn't have got me on, on Momoa. Now I've just gone on to it. Oh, my God. Now the I'm going to The cats get drown. to watch, Jason. Woo! The oh. cats get to watch. <laughs> no, even the cats would look away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it would get real. It would get real. <sighs> now, why is Babinda Boulders a place so beautiful, haunted by so much tragedy? We could have picked a place with less alliteration than the Babinda Boulders. <laughs> Babinda Boulders. That's like a very Benny Hill euphemism for tits. Isn't it? Murray Fields, oh, I wouldn't mind going for a trip to your Babinda, Babinda Boulders. Boulders. <laughs> <laughs> pack a pack lunch, they're big. <laughs> Oh my god. Look, if you well that's it, he just went out for a motorboat and never returned. <laughs> Got lost in the scrub. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> that's not an off. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Ah. <laughs> oh. Now, so why so much tragedy? Some believe the answer lies in one of the legends of the local Aboriginal tribe. 
which we've ignored, and suddenly 30 white men are dead. Mm. Isn't that a fucking coincidence? Oh, if only someone had told them. Olana <laughs> is a young woman of remarkable beauty. Mm-hmm. She was chosen to wed a tribal elder. Yep. Wurunu. Mm-hmm. Always, always, oh, look, you're really beautiful. Let's marry you off to some rich old dude. It's always the way. Yeah. During the wedding celebrations, another tribe wanders across the celebrations are invited to join the festivities. One of the young men from the visiting tribe is Digger, a strikingly handsome and brave young warrior. It is love at first sight. And because he's probably the only man she's met who's under 50. Probably. As their forbidden love blossoms, Ulana and Digger run away together. When the two tribes realise the two have disappeared, they go in search for them. The two spend a few special days together, fleeing from their tribes, enjoying their love. Then one morning, having slept by a beautiful waterhole, the two young lovers are awoken and captured by members of their respective tribes who have found them. This is Romeo and Juliet. They are told they have brought great shame and will never see each other again. As Digger is carried away by his tribe and never knowing her lover's fate, Orlana is told that she must return to be the wife of the elder and that she will never see her lover again. Orlana breaks free of her captors and rather than return and live without her love, she throws herself into the deep waterhole, crying out her lover's name, calling for her to join him as she plunges to her death. This, this is basically Greek mythology with cassowaries. As her body hit the water, the land vibrated around the once gentle creek, sending boulders flying and the water to churn and flow at alarming rate in the spot where she fell. If you listen closely, legend says, that you can still hear Ulana cry for her lost lover to join her. A local born in the town of Bermuda, has said that the majority of the victims were male backpackers and tourists like Digger. They were just passing through. Oh, he was just passing through. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the elder of this tribe really fucking dodged a bullet. <laughs> in terms of, wow, I mean, she was young and hot, but fuck, she was crazy. <laughs> no, she was in love. She was in love. Ah. She'd been listening to the back. If the Backstreet Boys were there, the Backstreet Boys would have known her pain. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys understood. Yeah, well, they didn't have denim in pre-colonial Australia. <laughs> Less leather pants. Actually, they did have leather pants. So I take that back. Yeah. yeah. Keep up with it. Some have reported hearing the sound of a woman crying, echoing around the creek, whilst others have reported seeing the face of an Aboriginal woman staring out from underneath the water. Fuck. Some suggesting to this day, Orlana's spirit still calls out to her missing love, luring young men to their icy deaths, mistaking them for her lover. Yeah. That's it. Uh, oops. <laughs> How many times does that happen? Yeah, wow. 30. Oops. Oh, oh fuck. fucking hell. It's like magnet fishing in an old river. <laughs> Shopping trolley. Fuck. Where's the cash register? What? The, oh. uh, stolen moped. Fuck. <laughs> Just a pile of dead white backpackers. Oh, my Lord. It's that, you know, when you're like, you're reaching around something like, you know, in your backpack, you could just open it up and see what's in there. Be like, oh, I'll just, I'll get it eventually. <laughs> She's a demonic skill tester. <laughs> One of these days I will get the Adventure Time backpack. Yeah. Oh, freaking. God damn it. <laughs> oh, 
oh, fucking European backpacker again. Oh, fucking. Mind you, they are everywhere in Queensland. They you really can't are. move for European backpackers. Yeah. Oh. Now, some may argue that it is not uncommon to expect higher deaths in males than females due to the reckless behaviour and extreme risk activity by males. I can see a PhD in this, Mm -hmm. epidemiological study into the risks to men between the ages of 18 and 34 from demonically possessed pools. Mm -hmm. Queensland University of Technology, 2018. (laughs) Up until recently, all deaths have been male. Until recently, only one of the entire list of victims in the Babinda Creek system was female, and that death occurred further upstream, removed from the passing area of Alana and the male victims. Mm. So even though technically she did dry at Babinda, this is not in the spot where all the men have died. So she could be more an an anomaly. Or it could just be that that part of the valley is where certain disembodied angry spirits go to explore their sexuality. Um, You know, it's a nice kind of speakeasy. That's true. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not. However, a spirit identifies. I'm not. You identify how you identify. You do you, boo. Yeah. Hey. hey! <laughs> <laughs> you need to put a G on the end of LBG. Another G so for ghosts. LBB. Yeah. 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 There you go. Um. Non-binary demonic presence. Demon. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a thing. Yeah. Now, mostly, uh, the male victims, mostly young single men. Mainly tourists just passing through. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) One area of the creek leads to a sudden suggested 40-foot drop and its depths are only guessed as no one has ever been to the very bottom of the pool. That sounds like a dare. (laughs) (laughs) A police diver who has been called on four different occasions to find bodies down in the Babinda's waters stated in 1917 that... When looking for a body, we thought we knew he was in there, but we couldn't get to the body because the water is so cold and it's so deep and it flows so fast. And so eight or ten times we went down and we eventually cut the logs out of place underwater. And on the last day, we'd almost given up. We cut the last log that was in the chute and the body floated freely. And that was five weeks and five days from the day he'd gone missing. So it wasn't a pretty sight. Oh, but it was a great relief to finally get the body out. Ah, oh, like a good shit. So was this like 1917? Uh, that one was 1979. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said 1917. No, 79. Right. Um, this gentleman was 24 when he drowned. According to witnesses, the young man jumped yeah. or more sort of skipped across a short space between two rocks. He slipped and went missing. Fuck. And would not be found until five weeks later. But it's not just the deaths of young men, but also the near deaths as well. Some men have been lucky. In 2001, a young male Irish tourist slipped and fell into the waters and had to be rescued by the emergency services. Luckily, he and others have survived those close calls. Mm. So sometimes she does lure them to the waters but they can escape. A local resident and business owner has said, I get backpackers in here all the time and I always get them to read the story before they go down there. And I say to them, if you go over that barrier, you are taking your own life in your own hands. 
But you got to do it for the gram, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. <laughs> but it seems that one does not even have to be in the water to be at the risk of meeting an untimely end. Really? In one notorious incident, a young couple stood on the rock platforms high above the water's edge, quietly admiring the view when, according to a witness, without any warning or reason, the waters rose suddenly and swept the couple into the water. The female survived, but the male drowned. Well. It all happened in an instant. And there was no uh, recorded incidents uh, for flash flooding. There was no heavy water falling above the creek to cause a sudden flash flood. Was there a she-elf protecting a hobbit against the ring rates? <laughs> not reported. Mm. Not reported. That doesn't. Yeah, the Bureau of Meteorology does not collect that kind of data. They should. They should. Then what do our tax dollars go for? <laughs> oh, Lord. Defund the CSIRO and suddenly we've got no idea where the Nazgul are. I know. We've got no idea what the bloody hobbits are doing. Men have died in the pools long before 1959. In 1933, a newspaper article tells the story of a Mr. T. Winterbottom. (laughs) (sighs) Cold ass. Oh my god! I choose to believe he had a he had a cousin somewhere called Summerbot. <laughs> Was he Summercock? <laughs> Mister Winterbottom was mysteriously swept away in the waters, but whose body could not be located, which leads to another problem with the official death toll, as those who have disappeared in the Babinda area without a body may have been listed as missing and not deceased. Hmm. In 1940, papers tell the tragic tale of an eight-year-old boy who also drowned in the waters. The boy was last seen sitting on a rock edge by his brother who was swimming in the water. The boy disappeared and when the brother searched for him, he was found floating in the water, drowned. Right. In an attempt to curb the deaths, the council listed the pools as a no-go zone. You think? Yeah. And 17, 17 warning signs around the area declare that the area has crossed, has cost many lives. But people still cross the barriers and enter the waters. There are random patrols which will order people out of the hole if they're swimming and they can be hit with a $200 on the spot fine. Mm-hmm. This is a much better plan than suggested by some locals who expressed the intention after yet another death at the pool, suggested their intention of blasting the site with dynamite and reducing it to rubble. I didn't know that the PHP Rio Tinto board (laughs) was on the Babunda Council, but there you go. This is the thing about Queensland. Queensland has people like that. It also has this incredible intellectual and artistic community. Mm -hmm. And the two have to share that beautiful slice of Australia together. And it is that's not the craziest thing I've heard. Like Lang Hancock in the 1960s openly advocated for using atomic weapons to create better ports in northwestern Western Australia. What? Yeah, he wanted to use atomic weapons to create better ports so that he could get his iron ore to China. Because basically just blow a big fucking hole. Blow a big fucking hole 
in the radioactive hole. Yeah. So that he could then get boats in to move his iron ore. This is the same guy who also suggested using various isotopes of uranium to poison Aboriginal people to sterilize them. <sighs> but I'm not surprised that there's a dynamite solution, of course. Yeah. I mean, which no one thinks is the way to treat an Aboriginal sacred site, except BHP, <laughs> except obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that it's like apart from the fact that excuse me this is like you don't do that to somebody's you know sacred site yeah um but here's another idea have you not seen every freaking horror movie that's <laughs> ever been made yeah. like don't blow up the sacred site don't unleash imatep across the world <laughs> like what are you doing yeah I mean, it's almost like the Aboriginal people who lived there for sixty thousand years came up with a really good story for why you shouldn't fuck with it. Yeah. And people were probably like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not jumping into that incredibly unpredictable, fast-moving water. Yeah, that's going to kill me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> with your good advice and your sage warning. Fuck yeah. yeah. What do you know? Meanwhile, backpackers were just like, oh my God, this is just like Bora Bora. Bloop, bloop, dead. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. you've lived in this land for 60,000 years, what do you know? <laughs> Just because you've thrived against the elements and lived amongst walking dinosaurs, what do you fucking know? Oh. Luckily, this plan never went beyond words. <laughs> Not just for the site, but those who would have attempted to commit the act as well. This is this is why I miss being a local government reporter for the newspaper. Because oh. you got to see what the crackpots wanted. Oh, my it- Lord. Local Aboriginals have stated that if you disrespect the sacred site, the sacred site will disrespect you. Oh, it's a rap battle. <laughs> and I just, I think that is the best, like, warning ever. If you disrespect the sacred site, sacred site will disrespect you. Yeah. And by that, we mean fuck your shit up. <laughs> They may also have been referring to an incident in which a young man who was seen by witnesses kicking the plaque that commemorates the lives of the souls who have been lost in the waters. Yeah, like for a start, how much of you take that memorial for the dead? Ugh. Fuck off. I'm going to stand on this cliff edge and kick the thing that warns me not to be here. Ugh. Oh, my Lord. Well, as he kicked the plaque... The young man stole his click into the park, into the plaque. He slipped and fell into the pool where he drowned. <laughs> ah, poetic justice. Suck ah. <laughs> <Talk> shit. <laughs> he, he shouldn't even be on the plaque. He should just be a separate one that just says suck shit. <laughs> Here lies the boy who sucks shit. <laughs> Like, I mean, seriously, like, just what a dirtbag. Like, who does that? You can't, I could admit, if I was standing there and I saw him, like, kick the memorial plaque and then plunge in, he probably drowned. He was probably fine for 15 minutes, but everybody just stood there laughing at him. Like one of those horrible Chinese Reddit videos of people just walking out into neck-deep water and drowning. Oh, my God. There's an episode in China's indifference to public death that we need to do. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. So that's what happened to him after kicking the plaque. Can you imagine what would have befallen the town attempting to dynamite the area? <laughs> I guarantee you it was that kid's mum who came up with the idea. Oh, my God. My that... Jason was a good boy. <laughs> I've got 20 sticks of jelly. 
Let's fuck it up. <laughs> Take that pool of water. <laughs> he didn't have the common common sense not to disrespect. Uh, <sighs> blows up the the focal point for all this water that suddenly turns into a torrent, <laughs> <laughs> flooding the town. <laughs> oh, but him aside. One of the most terrifying aspects is that in several incidents of these drowning, witnesses have described that the victims were pulled or held under the water as if by unseen hands, when in fact no one could be seen beneath or next to the victim. Also known as water currents. <laughs> um, now, the other thing is if anyone tries to suggest uh, crocodiles – it's not crocodiles. This is this is it's the type of water that crocodiles don't um, frequent. Um, even on the rare occasion that they did, when the bodies were found, there were no bite marks. Obviously, if you yeah. were grabbed by a crocodile, a crocodile. <laughs> if you were grabbed by a crocodile, even if it didn't eat you, or t- there would at least be tooth marks yeah, or, yeah. or claw claws. There were no um, there were no bite marks on any of the bodies that were recovered. Yeah. Um, now, the most detailed and dramatic account comes from a friend's eyewitness account of the death of 23-year-old Tasmanian naval seaman, James Bennett. That's interesting because you have to pass mm-hmm. a standard of swimming in full uniform to join the Navy. Yes. So you would be a strong swimmer in the Navy. Yes. So if you're going to get someone to test if it's a matter of this was just a case of poor swimming or not, this is the gentleman you send in. Yeah. Naval Seaman Bennett was from the Australian minesweeper HMS, HMAS Norman, was a science graduate from the Australian Defence Force Academy and a very competent swimmer. There you go. Okay. Mr. Bennett and his friends had been exploring the area, watching people swimming and relaxing in the cool waters. They then made their way upstream when the group came upon a pool adjacent to the viewing platform. Lured by the cool, inviting waters, Mr. Bennett and his friends climbed over the safety railing and down into the waters below. Yeah. The eyewitness stated that Mr. Bennett was swimming not in the churning waters, but in a calm stretch of water. Bang! Bennett is ripped backwards, yanked viciously backward by an invisible hand. The hands dragged him from his friends through the water and towards the churning water at the back of the pool. Desperately, Bennett reaches his hand upwards and onto an overhanging branches. His hands wrap firmly around the branch. Bang! The branch breaks. His head now drops below the water's surface and there he thrashed as if held underneath the water. He remains suspended in the water. Just his fingertips manage to breach the water's surface and stretch to the sky. His friends watch him struggling for the air while almost suspended beneath the water's surface. Bennett's friends desperately extend their leads out into the waters, but they cannot reach him. And Bennett is pulled down as if by unseen hands into the waters below. It would be three days before he would be found. Fucking hell. His body floating out into a calm section of the stream. Later a plaque would be erected which reads, He came for a visit and stayed forever. Jesus, that's bleak. A most apt description for the men who come to these waters. This story is not alone, 
As I said, in several reported drownings, eyewitnesses have stated that the victims were pulled and held under the water as if by another person's hands. Hmm. It's a popular tourist spot and local families go there for a swim. A local Aboriginal man sees the legend as an explanation for the many deaths of young men at the Devil's Pool. The story is a wonderful example of how one location can have different meanings to different people, depending on which story is believed. Okay. Mm -hmm. A travel website lists the area (laughs) as such. (laughs) Fuck, here we go. (laughs) Bibinder Boulders, Cairns. One word to describe the Bibinder Boulders is refreshing. Even in the scorching hot days of Cairns, the water remains cool and invigorating, letting you cool off from the sweltering heat as you swim in the deep sections. The creek is perfectly clear, letting you see the fish whizzing past you as you drift through the water. Even if you aren't a great swimmer, you can easily enjoy the cool waters with standing up in the water quite easy. (laughs) Written by the mayor from Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) That is, of course, until you're grabbed by unseen hands, which may pull you to your screaming, agonising death in the icy waters below. Mm. I may have added that last bit. I think, yeah. <laughs> so was alcohol involved in any of these deaths? Do we know? No, no, there was no alcohol. Uh, like I said, the one, it was uh, where it was the young couple. The, you know, these these were a young couple who basically just went for a drive. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to look at the Baboulders. So, you know, they were driving. They were not drunk. They were not inebriated. Um, just taken by the waters. Um, yeah, it's just people swimming. There you go. you got to be super careful about where you swim in Queensland too. Mm-hmm. Because especially like with the floodwaters and that kind of stuff, like dumb people swimming in floodwaters, mm-hmm. like th- possibly the most dangerous shit you can swim in. Yeah. Especially especially with the Queensland's lovely affinity with the bull shark, <laughs> where after every flood you'll see someone take a photo from their front yard of a fin. <laughs> yeah, just, just swimming on through. Yeah. But swimming on through. Yeah, but these are all like, these are like calm waters like it's like and i've seen pictures it really is it's just like a relaxing sort of like you know there's a little um you know the waterway of water holes and i said one minute it's like the sun is out it's calm it's beautiful um you know and there are uh, people that are swimming next to these people who have suddenly just uh pulled away from them and then pulled down but they've done pretty well to keep this off the tourism website. <laughs> 30 deaths in 30 years. Yeah. And I just, I find it. Um, <laughs> it's like, come to Melbourne, experience tram surfing. <laughs> come to Babinda Boulders, experience the afterlife. <laughs> it's just, I find it, I find it very, um, stra- that it's just men. Yeah, that's very weird. And like I said, even the things like with the things where the couple were washed off the, the platform, the woman was fine. Man was dead. <clears throat> So here's the theory. Mm-hmm. Men are idiots. Yes. And take unnecessary risks. Yes. Yeah. That's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> so with that couple, maybe he was like closer to the edge or something like that. No, standing together, hand in hand. The bitch pushed him. On a blowing platform. <laughs> but well done, Cairns, to fucking sweep this one under the carpet. Oh, yeah. Well, but the thing is, people are still swimming there uh, to this day. I'm looking at it right now. There's tours. They... Right up the right off the top of the bat, the Devil's Pool legend. Yeah, talking about that. 
you know, it's yeah. no, no heaps of people to hear have died. Come to Ivan Malat Gorge. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's all about like, oh, there's they sort of, you know, sell the idea of, oh, look, there's a legend. Ooh. Ooh. But leave out the bit where 30 people have died. Um, author Romain Morton sums up the account of the Aboriginal legend. The local folk of Babinda... Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal alike recount the incidences of young men being victims of the waterhole in Babinda. This is a modern ghost tale where the local Aboriginal story is disbelieved and as a consequence, men continue to swim in the waterhole. Aboriginal people ask that the legend be respected and perhaps lives will be spared. This is really a story that represents the clash of beliefs and how an ancient tale can save your life. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at the news right now, Cairns Post. Babinda Boulders search, police divers arrive at Devil's Pool. That's from October of 2020. Yeah. So, 31. Yeah. They need a sign out the front like, days since a fucking idiot white man fucking died. Zero. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like they're talking about all oh, this 30 deaths, but like I said, there are, um, there are accounts of people that have gone missing. Yeah. In the area. But and they're just listed as missing. Yeah. So the death cold could actually be a lot higher. Like I found a couple of incidents of men reported as missing in the Babinda area. There you go. Um so it it would be you know what, it would be interesting if you could just let ladies swim there. Just stop all men going. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because this it's not this it's it's not a problem. She's not luring women to their death. It's men. That so, is true. But in this politically correct age, would we really just say, we want to run an experiment where only women get to swim in the murder hole to see if women die? Well, no, we're like acknowledge like the Aboriginal legend. Yeah. And then if 30 women aren't sucked to their death. Most women I know would love to be sucked to their death. Oh, my God. Are we back on Jason Momoa? Oh, my God. And you know what the best thing is? He's got gills. <laughs> He's doing that underwater. <laughs> he never needs to come up Circular ever again. Breathing, yeah. <laughs> That's why he is the sexiest of all the superheroes. Oh, you can fly? No one gives a shit, Superman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, what, so what are the potential logical explanations for it? Is it, is it unseen currents? Is it some big fuck-off snake? That's underwater because they got pythons and shit up there. Oh, but again, well, no bite marks. Yeah, no bite marks. I mean, no signs of a body being crushed. And I'm guessing you'd spot a fucking huge python up there. Yeah. There you, there you go. It's it's got to be water currents or something. Well, yeah, but you say water currents, but it's it's like it's so selective. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if it was the water currents, it would just be the same sort of. I don't know. Yeah. It it just it just seems curious to me that it's just um thirty plus men, yeah, and and no ladies. Well, that one lady, but she was in a different area, which I think was just a genuine drowning, yeah, um incident. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but well, I'm not going swimming there. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm not even going to let you like freaking come in the car. Uh, you can <laughs> you can stay back at the pub. Okay, in I'll the town. I'll look for yowies. Okay, you look for yowies. <laughs> and I think I'll go out to the Babinda Boulders by myself. Yeah. Although 
if you if you disbelieve, well, you know what? We will stand at exactly the same <laughs> bit away from the, um, you know, or maybe just get an intern that we don't care about. Um, we are a left wing podcast, and we will not use slave labor. <laughs> a paid intern. <laughs> if he gets washed away, do we still have to pay him? <laughs> well, he proved the legend. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's one of those things where you're like, I don't have a rational explanation for this. No. I you know, I would personally I would err on the side of caution and if I was a man, wouldn't go there. See, cans from my reading doesn't have like a big thing. You know mm. how like Coffs Harbour's got the big banana? Mm-hmm. That, like because Queensland's where you get it, you get the big pineapple and yep. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They need the big suck shit. <laughs> we should start a we should start a campaign to raise money for the big suck shit. <laughs> Just for that stupid kid. Yeah. <laughs> Stake that plug for the dead. <laughs> It'd be fucking funny too. Just a, a giant misshapen fiberglass kid kicking a sign warning him that he will die. <laughs> But yeah, in terms of deaths, that's a deserving one. Mm. I was thinking what else, what else some of the other funny deaths are. Cruise ships, on average, four deaths per cruise. Are you serious? It, well, yeah. that's just, isn't that just because everyone is really old? Everyone's really old. There's a lot of drugs and alcohol getting around. Basically, what? Yeah. By old people? Well, not necessarily old people, but, you know. So they're not always old people who die. Like, young people die as well. Oh. But, um, yeah, the uh, cruise ships have a morgue on them. What? Yeah, yeah. Cruise ships always have a morgue. Okay. Holds four bodies. The rumor amongst some of my friends who, uh, you know, work stand up on cruise ships uh-huh. is that if you ever, you're in the middle of a cruise and suddenly the ice cream comes out, it's just like, hey, free ice cream, everyone. It's because they don't have any more room in the morgue and they've got to make room in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to put them somewhere, I guess. You do, yeah. Oh. You're not going to drag them out the back in a bait bag. Throw them over the side. Guess fresh fish. Yeah. So four deaths on average on a cruise ship because you've got 3,000 people on board. Yeah. People die. Well, I mean, I guess statistically. Oh, maybe we should work out statistically what are you most likely to die like on holidays? Are you more likely to die like on a cruise, going to Disneyland? Well, going to any water theme park in Australia is pretty fucking lethal. Oh, yeah. You're taking your life in your own hands. Yeah. A friend of mine is a he's a welding classer, so he he like mm. he examines welds to yeah. make sure that they pass. That they're classy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look at that one; he's wearing a tie. Oh, oh. So, yeah, he X-rays welds and all that sort of shit. Uh huh. And he was telling me about he can't go on theme park rides with his kids because he sits down and just goes, "That's a fail. That's a fail. That's a fail." <laughs> just looking at him, <laughs> he reckons that just he can't do it now. Oh my god! Well, see, I have. I'm kind of the same. That's like whenever we go to like whenever there's like a like at the showgrounds or the fairgrounds. Yeah, I never go on like you know the carny rides, like oh, the amusement fuck rides, no. because I don't like. No offense, but like if there's there's a dude there with this like really complicated machinery. Okay, half of his teeth is missing. The dude can't handle. He can't manage his own mouth. <laughs> How is he gonna like? fucking like manically maintain something that creates fucking g-force okay you can't manage your teeth you cannot manage this engineering masterpiece over here so no i'm just gonna eat some cotton candy over here far away from your death trap because you meet like a professional crane driver or someone who operates an extremely dangerous large piece of commercial machinery Mm. 
more times than not, they're intelligent people mm. who have to stick to a very strict legislation in terms of making sure that their machinery is you know still serviceable. Yeah, yeah. And has done the minimum, like the maximum hours that it can before it has to be rebuilt and torn down and all that kind of stuff. Carnies, I remember going to the Adelaide Fringe Festival and they've got the Ferris wheel there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you would think is like the least dangerous of any carnival ride. And I go there, it's on grass. Yeah. So straight away, yeah, not great. Is it sitting on steel plates? Is it? No. It's got fucking blocks of wood that are held together with bolts and it's got those fucking straps, those like steel um, like packing straps that you see around crates. Oh, God. It's got them holding the blocks of wood together sitting on grass on these wooden feet. And I just remember the, the, my friend saying one time when I was jacking a car up on a – I had a piece of wood because the wood was – the ground yeah. was a bit muddy. Yeah. He's like, why don't you just put it on a fucking cane basket, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> just seeing this thing and my son's like, can we go on it then? It's like, it's certain death, son. Please. Oh, all right. <laughs> we get on there. It was the creakiest, scariest fucking thing. No, don't do it. No. Don't do it. No. I never, I never do it. Plus, I get like motion sickness very easy. So I am just like a, a vomit machine. <laughs> Are you sure that's just not the fucking navel levels of alcohol that you drink? <laughs> oh my God. Are you kidding? Like at this time I might, I mean, I'm halfway to being embalmed. I can't <laughs> lie. Um, I'll die as I live, but that's all right. Yeah. I just, all I know is I'm not fucking dying on a Ferris wheel, man. No, what a shitty death. Oh, just. That's a lot of framing to fall through. Oh, oh, just. uh, Clang, bang. Like that thing that used to be on Sesame Street where they get the cherry and put it through the. (laughs) As it goes on the little Ferris wheel. That's not how I want to die. (laughs) That's not how I want to die. Oh, God. How? I don't know. I want to. I want to die. I don't know. Jason Moa between my legs. <laughs> I don't think he wants you to die. It's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay the insurance. That's how you know Amber Heard was a piece of shit. She reads a book rather than talk to Jason Momoa. Uh, yeah, who the- seems like the nicest guy in the entire world. Oh my god, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh, I've got the picture of him holding a cat. Like, just as my screensaver. <laughs> oh, God. And I mean, like, in my mind. Yeah. And in my pants. Oh, God. That's my happy place. God. Oh, God. Hang on. I, I feel a flash flood coming on down Oh, no. The oh. devil's pool. <laughs> You've awakened the magic, Momoa. Damn it. That's <laughs> where young men go to die. <laughs> oh, at least they die happy. There you go, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Even though there's one guy kicking a sign. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck do they know? <laughs> oh my god! This just passes by. They're getting grabbed like that. Uh, <laughs> what's that guy out of Mortal Kombat? Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Feed me, Jason Momoa. <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, are you telling me you wouldn't have a go on Jason Momoa? Yeah, I probably would. Like, he's a fine-looking man. He's a good-looking man. Mm. And he's so lovely. Like, he he would give you the time of his life and then he'd hold you gently afterwards. I reckon I'm more of an Eric Banner man. Really? Yeah, because he's got some fucking cool cars. Oh, my 
God. You're not supposed to get with someone just for their cars, John. You're so shallow. I grew up in a small town where cars were currency. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Well, you know, get off your back, okay? (laughs) Think with your heart, John. There's not much room in the backseat of a Commodore. It's (sighs) a lot of contortion. (laughs) But it's worth it for the right man. It is. As long as he's got a VP Commodore SS lowered on ROHs. Mm -mm, Five litre. Oh, mama. (laughs) Your broken hill is kicking in. Oh, my God. We know what gets you going. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of that. We're getting worse at this. At at the endings? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to start developing a thing where we talk about what we're going to be doing in the next couple of episodes. I might even have some music that comes up. What? I know, well, we've got to kind of try and be a little bit more professional because we have listeners in Mexico, damn it. Woo! La, 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 la. We have two in Finland. Oh, My university had an exchange program with Finnish students. Mm. They are the coolest. Nice. They were really cool. I can't remember her name. Arwen or Ar- Arjun or something like that. Are you thinking of Lord of the Rings? No, no, not Arwen. But she had a name <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Um, because I went, I went to the University of South Australia in McGill, mm. which is the most boring campus you can imagine. Excellent. Like they didn't even have a bar. Oh, uh, what? I know. What's the point of a university without a bar? And we were journalism students. Like we had alcoholism to develop, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I was in that course, and none of the people I went to school with actually wanted to drink. She was in one of my other classes, like a computing one or something like that. Ooh. That most of these um, Finnish and Danish students okay. were actually in. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to go to the pub. And they were like, finally. So we went there and we asked for pints of beer. And they're like, I don't think we've got pint glasses. And they had to go out the back into the storeroom and find some. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That university was sad. But the Finns and the Danes could drink. Oh, hell yeah. I liked them. Yeah. Oh, God. If you want to drink, go out with some Germans. And actually, you know what? Serbians. Whoa. Serbians are fucking great, great. They can drink. Hey. Hey. I once. Oh, my God. I once. I had a very wild night. It's another story, but I, I had a very wild night with some Serbians. Yep. And then something happened to a place that I had just like quit from and had told them like, fuck yeah, fuck the lot of you. Did that, yep. stormed out. Anyway, went out. Uh, I was with some friends. We were at this thing. We are at this festival. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, ended up partying the night away hard with Serbians. Um, the place where I had just quit from actually got broken into and had all of their computers all of their shit stolen and the place got completely trashed so we're like fuck me obviously i am now suspect number one yeah because obviously the own and i'm like oh fuck how the fuck do i prove that i wasn't there like trashing like my old workplace the only and i'm like oh my god like where is like where is your camera from like the night before or like her phone there were these pictures of me doing some illegal stuff, <laughs> but not that kind of illegal stuff. Okay, there might have been a little smoky smoke, yeah, um, and you know, a little stuff like that. These pictures of me, like me and these fucking Serbians, <laughs> high off our fucking tits, um, just like. <laughs> just fucking smoke and drinking like fucking beer bongs like all of this that was the only evidence that i had <laughs> that i wasn't committing this other crime was because i was over here committing other crimes 
<laughs> Luckily, the people who broke into the school were like idiots and had left their prints everywhere. So they got caught. So I never had to like prove my innocence. <laughs> but I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, what, do you, what do you do, man? You know, what do you do? Do you have a witness? Do you have like corroborating evidence? Well... <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. One time I got bashed by the police in my own front yard. <laughs> so what? I'd, I'd, but you're not even black. I, I know. That's how it usually happens. It was in a very it was in a very upmarket suburb of Adelaide that we were living in. Yeah. And I'd just come back from the pub. Yeah. Absolutely shit faced. Yeah. Now, upmarket suburb, I'm wearing army shorts, napalm death shirt, I've got a shaved head. Did not look like I belonged there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm bashing on the front door. It won't open. Police turn up because the neighbours have gotten sick of hearing the... <laughs> Police did not believe I lived there. Yeah. Right? Emptied my pockets, all that kind of stuff. They put my keys down really hard on the roof of my car. Yeah. And I lunged for the keys. Oh, God. Of course, they they took that as me lunging for one of the police. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm a pretzel on the ground with four cops on me. <laughs> like they gave me a proper kicking too, right? Eventually, they went through my wallet yeah. and saw that I lived there, <gasps> right? So they got me up, dusted me off, yeah. and gave me a hoik over the fence so I could sleep in the backyard. <laughs> it was a kind of a gentleman's agreement of, okay, <laughs> you don't press charges on us for police brutality. <laughs> we won't, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a very nice, helpful police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely had something pressed into the back of my head as well. Their dick? It was either a hard dick or a, a, someone pretending it was a gun. It's totally a dick. I reckon it was a dick. It's totally a dick. <laughs> it was just it was some guy just teabagging. I you can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't make fun of the BLM movement. <laughs> This yeah. has gone on too long. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. But happy birthday. What are you doing for this evening? You're going on a ghost tour? I am. I am. Well, not just on a ghost tour. We're going on a ghost hunt of the old Adelaide jail. Oh, that'll that'll end well. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got all the we got all the night uh, the night vision equipment and all the light-up balls and woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, you're taking your, uh, your ghost energy detector. Yes. Oh, my God. And we're also taking a couple of – there's also a couple of people that we don't know uh, are coming along because they're our innocent victims. So if we need to just be like, take them. Exactly. You don't need to run. be the fastest. You just need to be faster than them. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be a good night. Yeah. Have you been baptised? No. Oh, lead the way. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. You're a virgin, you say. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> but we shall return uh, next week with another episode of Gabbin in the Woods. I'm going to get more professional. Do some fucking lounge music for me. That's pretty good. I'm going to fade this out. I'm lying. I'm just going to keep doing that.